Okay, guys, reopening up for Q&A. Uh. I'm sorry? Thank you. Thank you. Let's start with this. A body without a soul is called dead. A soul without a body in our definition of life is called dead. So I'm not justifying one over the other. However, with that said, I am going to share with you something. There's an interesting law in the laws of Rosh Hashanah. If you are in a city, a village, a shtetl, an outskirts, and if you travel to the north, you're going to come to a shul that has a chauffeur. If you travel to the south, you're going to come to a shul that has the machzer, the prayer book. You're only going to make it physically to one of them. Which one should you go to? Many people will tell you that <laughs> the process of the prayer, that's hours. That's, that's wow, the singing, the going together. I mean, we'd love to have a chauffeur, but... You know, prayer, that's what Rosh Hashanah is really all about. I mean, what does the chauffeur mean? We don't even know sometimes why we throw the towels on our head and close our eyes, and what are we supposed to feel and think when we hear the chauffeur? We just know it's great. But halakhically speaking, you need to go to where the chauffeur is and not to where the machzer is. Because mitzvah hayoim is chauffeur. The mitzvah of the day is to simply hear the sound of the chauffeur. Whether it plays music on your soul and your heart and your mind or it doesn't, means nothing. The mitzvah is to do the mitzvah of shofar. So going back to you, you need to find a school that does both. Teaches them to do and do it with emotion, i.e. Chabad. <laughs> okay, that was my little uh, advertisement here. But with that being said, if you are going to have to pick between the emotional guitar, beautiful, feely, 60s education. Or you're going to have to go ahead and pick which one, which is more under obedience. Boy, chick, just do what you have to do. Get up on time. Go do what you have to time. This is what you eat. This is what you don't eat. This is what you say. This is what you don't say. If you're forced to make a choice, I'm going to refer back, I'm going to, refer back to that law in Rosh Hashanah. Don't go the feely way. Don't go the feely way. I had a very interesting experience. I was talking to a, uh, a professional on marriage. And we're discussing what is the real foundation of a safe marriage. When you see a couple that looks like they're getting along versus a couple that looks like they're not getting along, what would you say the secret between the two is? The answer is not love. Love is a feely thing. Dad and seventy-five will get you onto a train. Respect. We're so used to the Hollywood feely schmeely things, and then we wonder how come there isn't enough wind under our sails to pull us through the slightest turbulence. The feely thing is, is what we relate to most. It's what makes us move mountains. But what keeps us there when the feely thing comes and goes is obedience. The three things that held the Jews in the, 39, in the 49 levels of impurity, wasn't their love for God, it wasn't their fear for God, it wasn't that warm traditional feeling that they had. No. 
It was just an obedience. I need to know my Jewish name. I need to know how to you know, read from the Jewish book in the Jewish language. I need to know what it means to dress like a Jew when I got to come to shul on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. It's the obedience. So if you're going to put on the table to me, Jason, make a choice. The school that focuses on the obedience, action, this is what you do and this is what you don't do, or the feely thing, I would tell you go with the obedience. It's long-lasting. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't work day and night and giving feelings and imbuing it with feelings. I said this is all about that. Rav Tov is all about these things. Simcha, love, endearment of Torah and scholars. That's, that's what uh, Baal Shem Tov's primary focuses were. But if one of them has to go for whatever reason, let the feelings go and let the obedience kick in. It's what keeps a house sane. Anyone else? Since half of you just disagreed with what I said. <laughs> go ahead. Let's talk about that. Person that was brought up with obedience. Do what you have to do even when you don't feel like doing it because it's the true thing and it's the right thing. Even when it goes stale. Will he or she go back to shul the next morning as stale as it may be? Yes or no? If they were really, really educated on obedience, then they're going to come back to shul. The problem with love and fear and emotional experiences and spirituality, and it was so beautiful, what an experience. It's an amazing, it's like fragrance. When the perfume is there, it smells wonderfully. Interesting enough, out of all the senses of the human being, smell is the strongest sense of association. More than sound, more than anything. You smell a certain perfume, it'll take you back to the last time you smelled that perfume, who you smelled it on, much more than if you hear a certain song, you remember when you were driving on the, uh, on the highway number one in California listening to that song. The strongest sense of association is smell. Just like emotions. Emotions in Kabbalah is called fragrance. The problem is that it's not substantial. It's great while it's here, and it's gone very quickly. So if I had to implant my child, into, within my child, a continuity of his being Jewish, I would rely on the obedience of him knowing that even when you don't feel it, and even when not just you don't feel it, you actually feel against it, get up and do what you have to do, would last much more than if I taught him to follow his emotions. If all you have to rely on is your emotions, then I'm going to refer to a book that was written on the famous um, Ravalisha Ben Abua by actually a reformed rabbi, he made a novel out of that story, and it's called The Driven Leaf. When I look at a person who depends upon his or her emotions, to me, that is the embodiment of a driven leaf. A very, very painful life. The highs are highs, the lows are lows. It's not, it's not a pleasant ride. Some of these people, myself including, will tell you <laughs> the highs are worth the lows. 
But then eventually, after you get bruised up and banged up enough, you start reconsidering. Maybe we need to go back to obedience. Not easy, especially not in America. We're brought up. Everything is feely, feely, feely. I mean, this whole concept that the foundation of a relationship, if you're going to get married to this person or not, is 98% on feelings and maybe 2% on logic is ridiculous. You're much better off dating a girl that logically makes more sense. You guys just have the same values. You come from the same type of backgrounds. You're heading towards the same goals. And don't worry about that you don't hear bells going off in your head by the second date. It's a very American thing that the entire choosing process of a mate depends 98% on feelings. It's not that way. I mean, you know how the orthodox date. In five dates, don't tell me you're in love with anyone. That's called fatuation or hormonal. That's not love. How can you fall in love with someone by talking to them on five dates, even if you spend the whole night talking? Love is, is built upon investments. What did you invest in this relationship? The flirtatious text and talking isn't an investment. So the whole process of dating really is, let's look into their background, let's look into what kind of person it is, let's see that everything is logical and makes sense, then let's meet together to see the chemistry, and then, hopefully, down the line, as we invest into the relationship, then we start feeling love. You tell that to the average American, they'll look at you like you fell off the moon. But it's real. It's what keeps marriages together. There's a verse. Sheva yipol tzaddik v'gamkam. Seven times the righteous man will fall and he will rise back up. Now, the Rebbe discusses what does he rely on when he falls. The fall means that he loses his spiritual experience. So what does he fall back on? Chanoch l'nar, apidarko. Educate a child in his path so that when he grows up, he won't turn away from it. What is the way to educate a child? Obedience. So when he grows up and he's riding the waves of emotions and a wave crashes on him, he falls back on obedience. And don't have to worry about him or her not keeping the Shabbos because they just don't feel like it, the Shabbos. Yeah, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do what I have to do. Why? Because it's great to ride the waves of emotions. But the bottom line is beneath the, the waves has got to be the simple external level of faith. Obedience. And that's what keeps us on, on the track. Right? See, she agrees with me. Okay, guys, thanks.